The songs we love, the songs we hate, the songs we've never heard. What do they all have in common? Music speaks to us in ways we may not realize. Discover how to use what you already have to get what you really want. You're listening to Power of a Positive Playlist on the OBBM Network. Here's your host, John Chester. And hello, fellow music mavens. How's it going? I'm John Ivor Chester, music therapist and creator of The Power of Positive Playlist, showing people how to get the goals they want using the music they love. We are Offbeat Business Media. Today, I've got with me Silverado Memory Care. I have two representatives. I've got Micah Grace, Senior Administrator of Dementia Care Specialist as well, and Stephanie McGrady, Senior Director of Resident Engagement, also Dementia Care Specialist. Thank you, ladies, for being here with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. So I'm going to go right off the bat here and ask a Dementia Care Specialist, what is... What is that certification? So at Silverado, we do all dementia care. Um, every resident that we have is has some form of dementia or mild cognitive impairment. Um, takes a very specialized group for that care need. And all of our associates go through specific training and are dementia care certified. Nice. I- I'm very familiar with Silverado and I love your product. It's one of the reasons why you're here is because I've, I've worked with uh, you worked with my father, and I've personally worked with you as well. And so I have great faith in what you're doing. You're doing it right. Thank you. Because there's people who are doing it differently. Let's just put it that way. Uh, and this being a music program, let's start tying this in right off the bat. You take care of people with memory care issues, Correct. right? Okay. Yes. So how do you tie in music into their care? Well, we start the day with music. Um, When we come in uh, every day, when they're eating breakfast, we turn on the music. We make sure it's appropriate, possibly like um, music that's uh, classical or instrumental to start kind of a soft day for them. And then as the day goes on, we pep up the music as they finish up with their breakfast and we go into our activities and we start on in, in our exercise program and we pep it up. We go to, you know, um, Elvis music or 60s music or 50s music. Or, and sometimes we, you know, even go into the 80s and the 70s because, uh, you know, we're trying to get them, you know, revved up and ready to go. And mm-hmm. we do cycling class. We do chair exercise. Sometimes we do Latin rhythm. Um, you know, it, just whatever fits the mood of the day. And that's perfect because as a music therapist myself, One thing I get a little irritated at is when a musician comes in, they do one of two things wrong. One, they'll stick with overlearned songs, and which are fine to scatter through to make sure that they sing with, like Let Me Call You Sweetheart and You Are My Sunshine. By the way, in Louisiana, my family would call it You Are My Moonshine, but that's another story altogether. (laughs) So we would, I'm sorry, they sing nothing but overlearned songs, okay? And that bores them. Or they'll come in and they'll sing the newest from The Greatest Showman or something, some new Broadway thing. And not only is that not familiar, but because the chord structures and the build of the music, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not user-friendly to them. So I like how you're using stuff from the 50s because, sadly enough, the 50s was 70 years ago. Right. 
Music tastes form in people at a relatively young age, at around age 14 or so. So, and a little bit forward after that, in other words, 14 to 20-ish. That's when we cement our taste in music. So if you have somebody that's born, say, in the 40s or the late 30s, the 50s are going to be about when this hits. So I like that you're using 50s, 60s. They still like it. People who have a healthy, pliable mind and memory, they're still learning music well into their 60s and 70s. So you you wake them up with it. You get them engaged. You have activities with them. Parting with a home that you've loved, growing into the next phase of your life? Trust the team at Jeannie Martin Real Estate to handle the details of your situation with tender, loving care. The Martin team is your home connection, North Central Texas. M-A-R-T-E-N-Team.com. Go to martinteam.com today. Now you do exercise, you say? Absolutely. Um, that's that's the first thing we do every morning. Um, we have three different levels of of residents. Um, we have our sensory level of resident who is further along in the disease. We have our mid range uh, resident. Most of our residents fall into that range, and then we call them our enrichment residents. And then we have our higher level residents who are closer to. Um, assisted living, they just need a little bit of additional care, and that's our nexus residents. So depending on where they are in in in, in their journey, um, we kind of change up our, our, our music and our activities to be appropriate for where they're at. So um, with our nexus folks, we might take them out on a, a long walk. Uh, they may do more strenuous exercise. We may do have a, a dance um, teacher come in and do line dancing. So, you know, their exercise might be slightly different than what we do with our enrichment folks, which we may do more like a seated yoga, uh, seated salsa, um, seated cycling. Seated salsa. So <laughs> You can do Zumba. You can do um, Pilates. We've done all different types of classes, have dance therapists that comes in. We work with all different kinds of equipment, and we, we try to make it fun for them. Every day is a different type of exercise so they don't get bored. Yes, yes, folks with memory issues can get bored. Oh, <laughs> they still do remember. Right, things. absolutely. So we do try to mix it up. And then our folks in, in our sensory area, uh, we might not play quite as rambunctious of music, but we do peppy music, and uh, we might do stretches and um, you know seated bowling and things like that, but we still get them active. That's good. That's good. Do you program music on an individual level? We absolutely do. Um, What's that look like? We have a, a, a program where we have um, headphones that we can, um, especially those who are in, in our sensory area, who might not be able to be as physically active, they can participate with the music by everyone listening to the same music at the same time. And they are, a lot of times, um, it's going to be some of the standards. Things that they really uh, react to is they love gospel. They will sing to gospel all day long. They love patriotic music. I can do patriotic music and sing the Star Spangled Banner and God Bless America every day and they'd never get tired of it. Nope. They are very patriotic and love our country. You know, and then there's the the old favorites that they love to sing along to too. Sometimes you don't even know and and they'll they know all the words. Uh you know, they'll have uh, word salad and and can't say one sentence straight and you turn mm-hmm. on music and they're singing all the words. That's right. So That's it's amazing right. what it does for them. 
because it comes from a different part of the brain. Music uh, helps them process their verbal skills to where they could they could sing. Uh, I got spurs that jingle, jangle, jingle mm-hmm. at, while they're playing the tambourine, which is a, a two-level concept, mm-hmm. you know, singing and, and the exercise. And uh, where before, like you said, they have word salad, as it's right. called, which means just they're not speaking uh, cogently, uh, coherently. All right. So that's good. And you use headphones. I like how you make mm-hmm. it really individual. Mm-hmm. That's nice. You are not what you eat. You are what you absorb. Air, water, and nutrients are vital to your health. Today's lifestyles are bombarded with electromagnetic frequencies. Absorbing these frequencies are linked to brain fog, to illness and diseases, down to the cellular level. I am Brenda Wakefield. Go to BetterHealthBrenda.com to discover how you can protect your family work and living spaces, your mind and your body without disconnecting from your wireless lifestyle. BetterHealthBrenda.com. BetterHealthBrenda.com. You were talking about areas and different types of groups. So you integrate these people. You don't have what we used to call in the old days units where here's this level of people. And what, what you do is you integrate them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, you know, if, if I have an entertainer coming in or, um, you know, if we're doing happy hour and yes, we do happy hour. <laughs> and uh, what I time is that? I could, I could be <laughs> Actually, around. it's tomorrow. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm off. That. But, uh, you know, we bring everybody together um, and we, we they love to some of them dance with our, our employees, you know, our caregivers and my assistants and all the leadership. We get out on the floor. We pull everyone out. We get them dancing. We do some chair dancing with them if they're in a wheelchair and they can't get up, we'll dance with them anyway. And uh, they'll dance with the empl- and, uh, entertainers as well. <laughs> Sometimes they'll sing along. I mean, take the mic and and they'll sing. So we just let them entertain too. And recently learned how to do the Cupid Shuffle. Yes. <laughs> We've taught our residents how to do the Cupid Shuffle, and that will get everybody out on the dance floor. It's a lot of fun. And staff, you let staff just completely get in on this, regardless Absolutely. what their job description is. Absolutely. The The... The best part about our job is actually getting to have fun with our residents. So I want to encourage all of our employees to, you know, if, if we're having a cooking activity, if we're, you know, listening to music, whatever we're doing, we're, if we're exercising, if we're playing our drums, whatever, they can sit down and participate, even if it's only for five minutes and they have to go on and do the housekeeping or go back into culinary and finish up whatever they're doing. They can still come out and participate. Okay. Did y'all hear her say the word drums? Okay, that's rhythm-based music therapy. And a lot of people don't think about bringing drums into a nursing home because, you know, oh, that's too noisy and I'm, you know, all that kind of thing. And you have to give people the credit that these are still people with a great history that haven't just given up on life. A lot of people think that we're just warehousing. And though I'm not speaking for Silverado or anybody in particular, but my experience in doing this since, well, I volunteered in the 70s, was that they're always open for something new. Absolutely. And so they're not just a bunch of people that are vegging out and waiting for the prices right to show up. Mm-hmm. So it, when you said drums, what's that look like? Well, I have a, a drumming group. And so I've got bongos and djembes. Djembe. Yeah, good for you, djembe. <laughs> djembes. I've got all different kinds of handheld uh, drums 
we do call and repeat. I, I go awesome. through a whole echo. Yeah, yes, we go through a whole program. I've I've been trained a couple of times by a, a music therapist, a drum therapist. So we we have a, a whole thing that we go through, and then also I added. Um, I added where you have the exercise balls and you uh-huh. do the drumming exercise with exercise balls. And we started that too. So and then I have Latin therapy and Latin, Latin rhythm, which is a different set of musical instruments, yes, the small handheld ones. And we do that too. Awesome. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick up this because she also mentioned uh, instruments. We said drums. Uh, in a previous conversation I've had with Stephanie, she mentioned the word harp. We're going to talk about that, but right now we're going to take ourselves a little break. This is John Chester, music therapist for the Power of Positive playlist. We're Offbeat Business Media. We'll be right back. The American business economy is positioned as it has never been before. Professional videography is a core element for attracting a higher level of engagement with the people group you need for significant impact. Now is your time to shine. My name is Bill Brock owner of White Rock Films, and I invite you to a powerful opportunity in the marketplace, an opportunity to draw excited people to your events, an opportunity to showcase your ideas on infrastructure, an opportunity to become known as the industry authority and enjoy the associated benefits of a strong, influential brand. Video highlights, video teaches, video puts a resistant market at ease, and video stirs the hearts and imaginations of your allies and strategic client base. White Rock Films offers full audio, video production for businesses ready to embrace the future, handling your project with professionalism, experience, and polish unheard of in the industry. My name is Bill Brock, and White Rock Films wants your business. See us online at whiterockfilms.com. Okay, we're back. This is John Chester, music therapist and creator of the Power of Positive Playlist on Offbeat Business Media. Let's get back to that interesting word you said, harp. What is that all about? Well, I have a harp therapist that comes in several times a month, um, and she specifically plays for my sensory residents. She puts together her own program and um, to, to elicit specific emotions, it's mostly for calming, but we create a whole environment for her to come into. Uh, we turn down the the lights. We put on aromatherapy, and then she, and we we have everybody kind of uh, circled around her, and um, and she plays you know very calming music and just brings them into a wonderful. And they just place. don't go to sleep though, do they? They no, they just they're relax. Listening. They're listening. See, mm-hmm. I love that. By the way, that's how music therapy got started, folks. Back uh, after World War One, they were bringing harps into the uh, what we would call uh, PTSD units, but it was called shell shock back then. And they would bring the harps into these units, and they found out they had to give less pain medicine and less medicine to just put them back to sleep, and they would get them to de-escalate. And next thing you know, uh, we have a patient who's still alert but not... Uh, overstimulated. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I, I, I really like that. That's a very, is it, what kind of harp does she bring? Does she, is it just a, a small harp? I don't know. So, like a, so <laughs> it's like an Irish harp, like only yes. about four or five feet tall. It's not one of those. Okay. About yeah. four, she signaled y'all, yeah. y'all have to see that this, but uh, it's not like a gigantic French harp that's no, six feet tall. One. one of she, those monsters. She can fit it in her car easily. <laughs> well, oh, wow. Well, that takes a lot of pluck. Let's yeah. move on, shall we? So I'm sorry. Okay. So uh, when we talked about uh, calming them down. They have bad days too. Absolutely. And do you music program for that? 
Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> we do. The biggest thing about Silverado is, and what I love about, you know, this organization and my my team here with Stephanie, the last thing that we want is for someone to come in and be over-medicated. There's mm. no quality of life. Um, and you've, I'm sure we all have visited several places where, you know, they are over-medicated. You just walk in and there's a, a sea of wheelchairs. They're sitting on the side of the hallways and not participating, not having any emotions, not having that quality of life. Um, the thing that we find, you know, with Silverado, it's not about the medications. It's about the programming. Mm. Um, and that makes such a huge difference in, in giving somebody those beautiful last chapters. We have a lot of people that come in with behaviors because of the confusion with dementia. They don't know what's going on. They don't know where they are. Um, you know, they don't know this person necessarily who's trying to bathe them or mm. change their clothes or assist them in dining, give them medications. So we have found that music really calms that behavior because it's a universal language. And yes. like Stephanie says, you know, it's it's the magic of music. So, you know, if we do have somebody with combative behaviors, we can turn music on and get them dancing and or get them singing. And, and it's that that whole different language of communication with them. Perfect. A lot of words she used was communication uh, and it's a universal language. And it is because uh I've had guests on here before, and what I've done, because we've used the language of drums, we've used guitar, we've used harp, we use uh, singing, of course, which is the ultimate instrument, the God-given instrument. So you have these various uh, languages spoken, and people from all across the globe respond to them. Uh, I like how Micah puts it, and it's important that we meet people that are at this part of their journey where they are. It validates them to where it reduces their anxiety, and you now have a compliant, if that's a correct word mm -hmm. to use, friend who's walking along with you instead of just what a lot of people think. I think we're, we're battling, still battling uh, this stigma of what old age is and what care for uh, these good people are. This is the greatest generation, but also, as I've mentioned before, now we're getting into the baby boomers. Absolutely. And uh, as a music therapist, when I started off in, you know, 93, uh, it was important that I knew Amazing Grace and Let Me Call You Sweetheart and You Are My Sunshine. Uh, but now I'm getting people bringing lighters in the group and asking me to sing Stairway to Heaven for Pete's sakes. And so <laughs> it's, it's getting so to where the baby boomers are the grayers and they're coming up. Uh, with an expectation of their music following them because their parents had a lot of live performances because bands and, and such, the big bands were there and music was very accessible. It became even more so with the boomers, with everything from AM radio booming, FM radio's creation, and Walkman and so on and so forth. The millennials coming up with the digital revolution and uh, iPods and uh, phones as well. So music has to be portable. And how we're doing it now for the current generation that we're caring for, and we're the sandwich generation, ouch, we, we have to appease the parent and still raise the kid. Uh, Stephanie, you were talking about what you listen to. Absolutely. I'm, I'm an Eagles fan, Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Ray Vaughan, 
rock and roll. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I saw Stevie Ray when he was at the band shell way back mm. in uh, the 80s. He almost fell off the stage. But yeah, he was uh, not he was not totally there. But nevertheless, <laughs> he got his act cleaned up. And it was I was so glad that he did. But anyway, so you have kids, though. Yes. All right. And you raised them on. I raised my daughter on Eagles music and <laughs> and she's gone to see them with me in a huge concert here in Dallas. Oh, wow. Had the best experience we've ever had. It was awesome. So she knows my music and she knows, you know, if, if God forbid I have to go through this journey. Oh, she would know what kind of music to play for me because she's listened to it all and she knows my music. So please do that, folks. That's a really great piece of advice. Know your parents music. Okay, because there's going to be a time. Also, parents tell your kids your music. I mean, even if I'm talking to, I'm listening, even if I'm talking to somebody that has young children, have them know your Fleetwood Mac, your Peter Frampton, your, uh, uh, you know, music that you really love. Beatles. The Beatles. Okay, go for the Beatles. But my 15-year-old daughter is teaching me K-pop and uh, BTS and 17, and such like that. And I'm really enjoying it. And that makes my brain more pliable. Mm -hmm. So this generational language that you're speaking of is very important. What do you listen to, for example, on your way in? You said you listen to uh, talk radio in the sense NPR. Yeah. But uh, but if, if I'm falling asleep, then I turn on the rock and roll. <laughs> to put, 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 but it's mostly classic rock. I, I But sometimes I do the jack so that I can listen to different things. <laughs> so I do have my, my, just depending on what my mood is, which, you uh, know, the residents are the same way. You know, so it depends on what their mood is. Sometimes it's, it's, we're all about our country music and sometimes we're, Singing "You Are Our Sun, My Sunshine," and they can't get enough of that. So, right. depends on what kind of mood they're into. Local DFW businesses advertising keeps your businesses front and center in the marketplace. The OBBM network offers targeted reach into the markets you want to dominate. Advertise on the OBBM network for radio, podcast, and television exposure directly where you want it. Area chambers and people groups value knowing service providers they can trust for themselves and trust when giving quality referrals. Advertising strategically is key to successful ROI. Discover what local DFW business advertising on the OBBM network can do for you. Call 214-714-0495 to find out more today. And go to theoffbeatbusiness.com to download your free copy of the Definitive Local Business Digital Media Guide. That's 214-714-0495, offbeatbusiness.com. Uh-oh, Micah, what about you? What do you listen to? Hmm. I listen to a little about everything. Um, on my way home from work, it's definitely my rock station. When I'm at work, in my office, in between conference calls and doing reports, it's classical or jazz. Oh, nice. Um, then I have to take a step out, stay awake, and uh, go dance with the residents to whatever happy music Stephanie's playing. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. By the way, she mentioned jazz and classical. When you're doing tasks like what she's talking about as far as like paperwork and charting and what have you, that's called, that's called uh, productivity music. Now, of course, that's individualistic, but a lot of studies show that that kind of music goes very well with getting the thing done, you know, that, that type of thing. So you have your own vibe that you listen to when you're doing your own job, but the very nature of what you listen, where you work at, uh, there's the difficult stage 
of when we're there when they're passing, when people pass. How do you accommodate musically even for that, but however you accommodate generally? So when we have a resident that is passing, we do have to switch gears rapidly because we have residents that were dancing with and having fun. Um, and then we might have to go to, you know, a different room and a different neighborhood and meet with the family and talk with them um, where their loved one is actively dying. And we always have music playing in the room whether it's quiet, it's slow, it's peaceful. A lot of times the families do choose, you know, gospel pieces. Um, and and you can just tell even though eyes are closed, they're still slow breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going through that active mm-hmm. stage of dying, but you can tell that they are still feeling the music. Yes. It's the last piece of that emotion. And then we, we were talking about the harp therapist, and she sometimes comes in and she can play outside the room, not even inside the room with the, re- with the resident, but outside the room and play very calming, peaceful music, and it's very helpful for them as well. Because we are aware that they're going through this process, um, we are a lively community, so we make sure that we... Uh, take the lively activities away from where their, you know, mm-hmm. where their room is so that it is a calm environment outside the room as well. So that, you know, if we're singing and dancing, we're going to do it in a little bit different area. So we don't, you know, I like how you it. personalize it. That's, that's great dignity. Uh, I have high respect for, I call it a ministry. Okay. Nobody gets into this calling because it's for the money. Okay, you don't do this. I, I've I've done this in one form or another for 26 years, and though money's there, but you never you, you can make more money roofing houses, frankly, you know. But you do this as a calling because you see a need, you believe you have a part to that, and we're really excited about the work you're doing there at Silverado over in South Lake. Is there a way people can contact you? Yes, we are um, slash South Lake. Uh, we are also on Facebook, so please find us and say hello. And we do always have um, exciting activities going on, so please look at our calendar. Um, we have support groups and family communications nights and lots of fun events. And you can reach us at 817-756-8600 for any other questions. And that's support groups for the families and people who just are curious. Correct. Wonderful. Wonderful. All right. Thank you both, uh, Micah Grace and Stephanie McGrady from uh, Silverado. I really appreciate your time. Y'all are doing a great job over there. Appreciate your time again. And I'm John Chester, music therapist and creator of the Power of Positive Playlists, showing people how to get the goals they want using the music they love. We are Offbeat Business Media. We'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Power of a Positive Playlist with music therapist and life coach John Ivor Chester on the OBBM Network podcast. Power of a Positive Playlist airs each Monday and Wednesday at noon central and 5 p.m. central on OBBM radio in the Offbeat Business app. Or get the OBBM Network podcast on demand in podcast directories everywhere. For more insight or to book John for speaking or hire John for your therapeutic environments, go to IvorChester.com. Chester.com.